cake. <laughs> no, honestly, that really is um, quite. Brought my cock. Is there money in them, by the way? First thing I do, you all do it as well, can I just say? Nobody ever opens a cock. Well, some of you good people might do, but the rest of us that are awful, we always open it, and if there's no fibre in there, you think, oh, your heart sinks, doesn't it? I'm at the age now where. You know, I could always rely on my grandparents to at least send me money, even if nobody else does. But now I've got my own kids, the money goes to them. It's ridiculous. I open my own card, and there's nothing in there other than our I love you, which I guess should be more important, but we all know where our loyalty is, right? So, no, honestly, thank you so much. I know Deborah's just gone out as well, but uh, you know, she's a fantastic girl. And this is a fantastic church. This really is a fantastic church. And, uh, you know, it, it's exciting for me to be able to stand here today and to be able to come back vision uh, and values, something fresh for this church. You know what, this is a, a well-established church in terms of the length of time that the church has been uh, here in South Wallington. There's been this presence of an AOG, the church in South Wallington since, well, on this site since 1955, but it goes back even before that. But the truth is this, it's a new day for the church. It's a new day for the church. However long this church has existed numerically uh, and in time, do you know what? God is the God of the new thing. He declares that in Isaiah. Behold, I do a new thing. And so we've got to get excited. We owe it to, to God's kingdom, to his plans and purposes. For us to not just be solemn, for us to not just sit back and say, you know, and settle for the status quo and just keep on, you know, eating our way through, which is very easy. It's a very easy thing for us to do, isn't it, if we're honest? But actually, if we're serious about being Jesus followers, it's time for us to get excited about a new day again, isn't it? New purpose, new vision, new mission. And so thank you, um, you know, thank you for that recognition. Uh, you know, just uh, thank you for, for honouring me and my family in that way. It really is. I've said this at the turn of the year, even in all the difficulties of what we've faced. You know what, it's a real privilege. One of the greatest privileges of my life. Aside from, you know, being a husband to an amazing woman, I've been adapted to some amazing kids. You know, this is, it's up there with the greatest privileges of my life being able to serve as well as the church. So thank you, um, thank you so much. Um, it was a good week. It was a good week. It was at AOG conference and for those that were able to come up and, and support and be there for my accreditation and celebrate that with me. Uh, you know, thank you to Tony and Kay that came along as well. And, um, you know, it felt like a really important time, a real pivotal week, certainly in our life, in the life of this church too. So um, let's, let's join together today in being excited about what the future holds. So, you should have been given one of these. Has everybody got one? It's popular. This is something that, bless, bless her, Julie toiled over for about three hours the other day when I sent through the document at about 11 o'clock at night one evening after finishing it all off. Uh, and then she, uh, she, she put it all together so that you've got a decent handout. So we didn't want to just communicate vision from the front. Uh, we for half an hour on a Sunday morning. You know, I wanted something for you to be able to take away, something for you to be able to more uh, look into, uh, and to be able to really, really delve into and um, keep it open. So I hope that you'll be able to use this as a, as a resource. We'll talk about it in just a, in just a second. But, no, I never, I never start um, well any message, but certainly not a message on on vision. And thank you just before as a side note. You know, if you're here by the way for the first time today, I know today's a little bit of a different day, and you've turned up expecting to hear, you know, um, a different kind of message. But today's Vision Sunday, so there couldn't be a better day for you to come for the first time, actually, if uh, if, if that's the case. So 
big welcome to you today. It's great to have you with us. But as I was saying, I never start a, a message off, you know, on a on a negative or on a sad note, let's say. Uh, you know, I just feel sometimes that it's good, it's good to acknowledge what God has brought us through, isn't it? It's appropriate that sometimes in our lives to just take a moment to, to realise actually what God's brought us through, what He's sustained us through. The fact is, we're here today at this point for one reason only, and it's not because of our, our smartness, it's not because of our own intellect, it's not because of our own wisdom or our foresight or anything brilliant about our own abilities or our own strength. We're here today because of God's goodness and faithfulness to us. We're at this point because of God's goodness and faithfulness. You know, it's no secret that at the turn of the year of 2019, um, for those of us that were, were part of the church, and like I said, it's great to have the people have joined the church since that point. But for those that were around at that time and have been in the last couple of years, it's no secret to, to, to say that we had you know, some difficult time. It was a challenging, very, very, very challenging time at the turn of the year. Um, and we want to acknowledge that. And I'm not going to go into all the details of it because, you know, that's not what today's about. Today's about looking forward and moving forward. But G28, we need to celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness to us. We need to celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness to us. Some said that we wouldn't be here today. Some said that we wouldn't be here today. That's very true. And in some ways, I guess we shouldn't. Aside from God's goodness and faithfulness, we shouldn't be. And maybe in our own minds, you know, if we're honest, we're all susceptible to doubt sometimes. Maybe in our own minds, there was a little bit of a, a thought, you know, maybe we, maybe we won't be here. But the truth is, God is the master builder. That's what I've come to realise. God is the master builder. And even though man's greatest attempts to... To, to pull that apart, what he builds, he continues to faithfully build what he promised that he would. Because you know what? You know, when scripture says something, you know, it is the truth. That's the bottom line. When Jesus declared he will build his church, he meant it. <laughs> Believe it or not, he meant it. And so he continues to faithfully do that. And we're here, we're growing. We're experiencing what really is a true uh, new day for G28 Church, a new day full of uh, fresh blessings and fresh promises of God. You know, let, just, to, just to let you know uh, that our finances, for instance, are in a, uh, in a much healthier position than, than when we, we updated you back in February. That's something to celebrate, guys. Something to celebrate. Well, thank you for your, you know, your personal generosity, for those of the youth that, that give into, into this church, into G28. That's a good, good thing. We're in much better position financially, and uh, you know you can hear actually more about that at uh, our up and coming AGM that's going to take place on the uh, on the 19th of, of June. We'll be we'll be bringing some more details to that and how you can apply for membership and all of these different things. So we'll be um, we'll be bringing more on that in the coming weeks. But a new day calls for new vision, doesn't it? A new day calls for new vision, and vision is an integral element in human flourishing. It really is an integral God. Sam already shared the verse, you know, that I'm going to share about how, how it says in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, people perish. You know, businesses, organizations, sports teams, for instance, maybe a little closer to home, marriages, families, and dare I say, even churches have found themselves throughout history wandering 
struggling, and in some cases, sadly, even ceasing to exist where this vital element is neglected, where there's no vision, where there's no vision people perish. And that, that is as true yesterday as it is today. You know, I've heard it said, uh, if you're like me, I quite like watching survival shows. You know, like the Discovery Channel, Bear Grylls and Ray Mears and all of these kind of people. And I've heard it said, and I'm sure you'll have seen that there's, there's three vital things that human beings need in order to survive. One of them being food, the other one being water, and another one shelter. And okay, that's all well and good. And I'm not no survival expert. I'm not the main show on the Discovery Channel, even though I like it. But you know what? I think we've missed a couple of a couple of things out there. I think we've missed a couple of things out. One being community. One being community. People fall to the depths uh, into all kinds of depths of depression and desperation when they neglect fundamental truth that men and women were made for community. According to what Genesis 2:18 says, that, that that it's not good for man to be alone. So that's one thing. The other thing. You know where I'm going on this vision. People need vision. Where there is no purpose to our lives and no goals ahead of us that we're working towards, the Bible says that we perish. And okay, you, you may not physically die, although there are cases of people literally physically dying for lack of purpose in their lives. But let me tell you, internally, spiritually, without vision, you will die. So much has changed in, in the life of J28 Church in the past in the past year or so, and truth is, God's been incredibly good to us. Hasn't he? Been incredibly good to us. You know, I just want to take a moment, as I've been honoured this morning so so kindly by you. Uh, I just want to take a moment, a moment just to honour our leadership team. They've just been an absolute solid rock through these last few months, Tony. You know, I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to embarrass anybody this morning, but we're going to have to get used to this because it's one of our core values. Tony, we appreciate you so much. You know, I personally, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness, for your willingness to, to be involved, for your years of experience and for your, for your wisdom. That's something that is so, so vital for us to be able to pull upon as a church, isn't it? So, Tony, thank you. We really do want to thank you. Marina, Marina, sat there in the middle. I don't want to draw attention to you, but I'm going to. <laughs> I know you probably won't like it, but Marina, you know what, you've, you've, you've not been in this church probably as long as some of the rest of our leadership team, but my, 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 how amazing it has been to have you with us just for these last couple of years. You know, and what Marina brings to the table, you know, uh, uh, a heart to serve, a heart to be, uh, to be involved, a, a willingness to, to just get stuck in has just been so prevalent. You know, she's a lady that, you know, just walks in humility as well. I remember when we asked her to be on, on the leadership team and it was almost like, why are you asking me? What are you asking me for? For that very reason, that you're not looking for it. You know, you don't think that you, you know, you deserve it. And you know what, that's, that's such a great heart to have. To see the call of God all upon Marina's life, and we just want to honour you and thank you for, for, for being uh, with us, but not just being with us, but being involved in such a, a key time in the life of this church over the last few months. Thank you for everything that you do at the church. Marina. Thank you. Sam's a guy that I could listen to all day. Honestly, when Sam preaches, the scriptures come alive, don't 
they really think that the scriptures really do come alive and Sam is, you know, you, you would think that Sam's about 75, not because he loves Sam or anything, but he's just one of these guys that just sort of, he's got wisdom beyond his years, you know, when he preaches he's, he's always got a nugget of truth, something golden, you know, every time I listen to him preach I walk away thinking, my word, I'm going to steal that from him and I'm going to preach that and I'll make it sound like it's mine, but it actually came from Sam. <laughs> So Sam, honestly, for everything that you for you, for, uh, that you bring to the church as well, we just want to thank you. So glad that, that Nikki and your beautiful girls are part of this church. Pearl, where are you? She's down the back there. I tell you what, you're standing up here on the, this stage uh, doing that, uh, doing the song that you did to talk. You've got courage to be able to do that. Let me tell you, you've got a bright future in your hasn't she? She can stand up here. I would have been petrified doing that today at Pearl's age. I would have ran a million miles away. I tell you what, she's got courage, that girl. I know that God has got amazing purpose for our life. So we honor your family, Sam. Don't know. Yeah, let's give them a So the Dalton isn't here today though. We are well and great. Uh, in fact, I think they get back at some point today. But um, you know, Dalton, I've never known a guy quite so busy as Dalton. My word, it makes me it makes me look like a wolf when I go, oh Dalton, it's been so busy. And then he tells me what he's been up to, and I think, gosh, Nate. He must you win. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's a busy guy, but you know what? He answers the call of God. He answers the call of God. He's, he's punctual. He comes to every meeting. Even if, even if he's struggling to get there, he's at every meeting. And he always, I always get the sense from God that he's always bringing his best. He's a man of integrity. He's got a heart for this church. He loves you guys. He doesn't have to do it. None of this leadership team have to do it. There's no obligation to choose to do it. And we should remember that. So we thank you for the family. We'll let them know that we've, uh, we've honoured them when they come back as well. Tope, wonderful lady married to She's a prayer. She's my one that lady is a prayer. And they've got three wonderful kids. One of them got more enthusiasm and more energy than the whole church put together. Him and Jimmy together, my word, they're going to be a dream team, aren't they? I'm going to organise some crusades or something like that for them to win. As soon as they're like 13, we'll just send them out. I say, give them some money, send them out. I'll turn the world upside down for Jesus one day. It's going to be great. And, uh, you know, I also just want to honour our staff as well at, at, um, at J28. Now, Julie, what a lady. Like, come on, let's give Julie a call. And I mean some of the thick and thin. And um, you know, some really some really difficult times where Julie's just stood and been faithful and been persistent and patient and but Julie we want to have any for for, for my mum as well, where is she? She's down the back. Our staff isn't currently, you know, there's not that many of us. But do you know what? There's going to be more of us as well. I've got plans for that as well. I've got vision for that. And um, you know, we'll see all of that unfold as the months and years go by. But Mum, thank you. Even though you're out of action now, <laughs> with your broken leg, you know, we just thank you for your faithfulness to the church. She keeps the place spotless, doesn't she? Spotless. You know, there's never any double You can tell when you've got a good cleaner because the skirting boards are always clean. You know, I, I like to think that we're clean. Uh, and, and we'll keep things tidy and stuff, but you, you know, the true mark of a cleaner is that you've got, you can't even find a little bit of dust on your skirt and boards. You know what, she's a, uh, she's a fantastic woman, not just because she's my mum, um, but uh, she's a, a wonderful, wonderful lady. We're so blessed to have you as part of staff at J28. It's important. Start of a new day is it's, it's important.
It's important for us to honour, and I want to communicate something there, you know. I'm honouring people in the church because there's going to be a culture of honour in this church. You know, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but this is a culture that's going to be established. And so, as I said, it's a new day for J28, and in that new day, it's time for new vision. A picture of a, a, prefer, a preferred future that God gives us. Get this, this is the amazing thing. That God gives us the privilege of being a part of. We get to partner with God in building his kingdom. How amazing is that? He's powerful enough to do it all on his own. He's God for goodness sake. Something about the character and the nature of God that allows imperfect people like me, like Tony, like Sam, like Marina, like all of the people in this church. It allows imperfect people like us to come on board and to serve him. What a, what a privilege to serve the King of Kings. There's no greater, higher honour than that. Forget position. You know, servant. My word, Jesus said this to his disciples. You know what true greatness looks like? Look at the servant. That's so countercultural. You won't hear that in the world. You won't hear that in the world. It's about the fat cat that makes the most money, who's got the most power, those that are so high up in corporate prisons, etc., 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 etc. Jesus said something completely different. He said, look, true greatness resembles the servant. And that's really what we're, what we're, what we're able to be a part of, J22. We want to stand before him, don't we? And get that part of back that said, well, we're good and faithful servant. So I want to encourage you today. God's asking us to come along and partner with him in building his kingdom, building his church. So I want to encourage you today to come along for the journey. Come along to the journey, for the journey. Everybody's got their own choice to make. I can't make you do that. I hope to motivate you to be able to do that because that's what a pastor's there to do. That's my job. I've come to realise that quickly, that it's not about keeping people. It's about empowering people. I have to stand up here and give, and give my best to, to, to motivate you to want to do something. But the choice comes down to you. The choice is yours. So I encourage you to come along for the journey. God's paved the way for a new culture in this church. A new spirit of excitement for all that God has promised. Not that it's like a kind of caution us first. Is that okay? Is it alright to caution us? It's about three people. caution us. The future will only be as good as the attitude that we take into it. I believe that 100%. Heart and soul. Let me say that again. The future will only be as good as the attitude that we're prepared to take into it. You know, the great Chinese church leader, Watchman Lee, said this. The right attitude is this, that I have my own will, yet I will the will of God. Come on. Come on. To run with new vision requires a, a continual laying down of self. You know, vision calls for, you know, I wrote this in my notes, vision calls for buoyancy. It calls for excitement. It calls for enthusiasm. It calls for a spirit of, of, of faith. You know, we're not going to see a new culture, we're not going to see uh, the promises of God in the new day that he's leading us into if we're not, if there's not something in us, a passion and a zeal to get up and go. I think John Maxwell, uh, a great a great American preacher, I can't remember it word for word, but I was just reading uh, something by him the other day, and he said, you know what, if you want to communicate vision, you're never going to do it through, through position. In other words, don't rely on position, you've got to do it through passion. I know I'm the pastor of this church, but I'm not going to rely upon my position to be able to, 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 to bring vision to this church. Hopefully you can see in me a passion that God put in me just as a young man that I'm willing to run with. Chuck Swindle said this. He said, 
When you have vision, it affects your attitude. Your attitude is optimistic rather than pessimistic. That's a real challenge to some of us, especially to British people. Especially to British people. I'd make an awful African that way because African people are just so positive. They're just so enthusiastic. <laughs> and British people, white British people, all tend to be a little bit. You know what I mean? It's hard for us to be enthusiastic, isn't it? We struggle with it. And do you know what? I believe that God's calling for us to be countercultural in that eternity. A new day isn't a time for mourning or for a time for dwelling on the past. It's about believing that we will see the goodness of God throughout the adventure of what lies ahead. And we're going to have to remind ourselves of that regularly. Because human nature is one that constantly defaults back to negative thinking, if you allow it. Negative thinking, being defeated in our, in our minds. So we have to regularly, uh, at regular intervals, remind ourselves of our vision and our purpose. So please don't be surprised when I do that. Please don't be surprised to hear me up here banging on really about our vision and our purpose, reminding you of our vision, reminding you of our values. I'm going to do that uh, you know, constantly, especially to start with. You know, uh, uh, I heard someone say to me just recently that vision isn't bought into by sharing for one hour on a Sunday once a year. This was another local church pastor who said this. Vision won't be bought into by sharing for an hour on a Sunday morning once a year. It has to be a constant reminder. It has to be drip fed over and over and over and over and over again and then over and over and over and over again and then when you think you've just had enough of it you're going to do it over and over and over and over again to the point where it becomes your DNA it becomes, it becomes second nature it becomes a part of who you are when times are tough we remind ourselves of our vision and values when things go wrong we don't get discouraged we remind ourselves of our vision and values and when people discredit us and dishonor us we remind ourselves of our vision and values. When our passion for God begins to wane, as it does at times, you go through dry seasons in your life, we remind ourselves of our vision and values. So that's what we're going to come on to now. So please feel free to, to reference your booklets that you've got in front of you. And I'm going to do my best to just, you know, unpack some of this in the, in the time that I've got. Um, but I really do want to encourage you tonight. If you don't usually come along to Catholic Church, then all right, fair enough. But I really do want to encourage you to get there tonight. We're going to have a bring and share meal. So we're going to eat together. But it's just an opportunity. There's no format to the meeting. It's not formal or anything. But come along. You know, in more this afternoon, we can go home. Come back with questions. Come and ask the leadership team. Come and speak to myself. Let's just get excited about God, what God uh, wants to do among us. Is that all right? So I'm going to see you all there tonight, aren't I? So our vision, if you can put this up, Amy, our vision, this is something that, um, can you all see that? I know that we need to do things with the screen, that's another plan that we've got, we're going to have to do something with the screen at some point. Um, but this is something that, you know, we've really mulled over, you know, this isn't just something that drew up in the space of a week, we really wanted to to define, you know, in a, in a sentence, something that you can take with you, because it's no good to be in a paragraph long because, well, nobody's going to remember it. I certainly won't, I've got a rubbish memory. So it has to be simple enough for me to remember, never mind you. And so we wanted to just put into a sentence what it means for this AOG, this Assemblies of God, Pentecostal Church, to exist in South Normanton, in this locality, in this community. And so our vision, our purpose is this. 
verse to know God and to make God in That's the crux of it. That's the basis. To know God to make God known in our world and all that that encompasses. It encompasses so much. But all put into one sentence. That is what our vision is. The vision for this coming season will be about us finding the heart of God. If you weren't here last week, which I know many of you weren't, because you're all good people that like run away from holidays. <laughs> so, but I really do want to encourage you to, to listen back to the message from last week. If, you, if you're not able to listen to the message, come and find me. I'll give you some notes. I'll give you some notes that you can take away because that really was like kind of part one of getting ready for, for today. It was about drawing near to God. It was about, uh, it was about knowing Him. The vision for this coming season will be about is finding the heart of God, discovering our true identity in Christ and aligning ourselves as a church with the fundamental truths of the Christian faith. Fundamental, that sounds to me like basic, or you're right, it is basic. Because if you were here last week, you heard me say in my message, you know, I touched on this very slightly, that sometimes we, we, we talk about the advanced things, advanced things of faith. To me, I'm just being honest, that sounds a bit arrogant. Sounds a bit arrogant. You never get promoted from the cross of Christ. It's the basis of everything that we are, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We get that right first. You don't get to Christianity 102 without going through 101 in the first place. It's great to see so many at the makeup of this congregation. Is very, uh, it's, it's, it's different now to what it's been in the past. We've got a lot of mature believers, absolutely people that have been Christians for a long time, but we've also got people in the church that are, are very new to faith. And so we want to really come back to the fundamental truths of, of Christian faith. Get rid of some of the churchy myths that build up. I can say that because I've been around in church for 26 years and I can tell you there is plenty of them. There's some real fruitcakes in the church. <laughs> there's, some real, there's some real myths that go around church life and being serious. We want to we do away with some of those misconceptions and come back to a solid basis, fundamental truths of Christian faith so that we can be strong in our faith Sure in our salvation. I'm saved one week and not saved the next. And saved that week and not that week. I'm saved all the Sure in your salvation. Jesus Christ died for you. You believe that. You accept him as your saviour. Then you are saved. So we want to be sure in our salvation. Holy Spirit filled. Let me tell you, if you're going to do this life, if you're going to be a follower of Christ, you need power to be able to do it. And you'll fall flat on your face. You to know about the heart. And we rely on our own strength, we fall flat on our faces. The Holy Spirit was given us the power, the power to be Jesus' witnesses, power to live the life of Christ, the life that He desires for you and I. So that we can be mature. You know, one thing I've come to discover as well is this maturity isn't measured by age, it's not measured by age. <laughs> I know some elder people, shall we say, whose lives are train wrecks. They have bad attitudes because they, because they make bad decisions, unwise, poor choices. Young people would do that as well. But I think sometimes in society we define maturity as age. It isn't. It isn't in any way, shape, or form. Now, I want us to be mature as a church. We're not easily given to things like the things that trip us up all the time, things like gossip. Things like gossip, things like slander, things like, you know, I'm not 
central message of this central and bottom is that you know God everything else flows from that point our outreach flows from that everything comes from that point you know it was said recently by an old church pastor that the Jesus you show is only ever a reflection of the Jesus you know I think that's excellent I think that's absolutely excellent the Jesus you show is only ever a reflection of Jesus that you know so what is who's your Jesus is he an enthusiastic does he dishonor is he is he bitter does he gossip so that's not the Jesus that I know. That's not the Jesus that we read back in the gospel. That's not the, the God that the Bible portrays to Jesus, you know, is only ever a reflection of Jesus. Therefore, if it comes to the point that the good outreach only ever comes from a healthy relationship with Christ, the message at the heart of the gospel, as I've already said, is that through Jesus Christ, you can know God. You know what? We don't want to be churchy. We want to be godly. God has supernaturally birthed you and, and made you a part of the church. And the church is a great thing. But let me tell you, from my own experience of being around so long, it's very easy to be churchy and not godly. We start first with the godly. I've done it, I've experienced it. It's, it's carnal, it's fleshly, and it's fake. And we fall flat on our faces. We have to be godly. And that only comes from having a relationship with that God. So J28's whole mission and purpose is encapsulated in those two factors. Firstly, to know our awesome God, and secondly, to make him known. Okay, that is why we exist. So our ministries, I'm going to come on to, uh, to this now. Uh, and I'm going to go through some things, like I said, for time's sake, we're not going to go into great detail about every little thing. I want to spend a little bit more time on possibly the things that are new. It doesn't mean that we value the things that are new more than the things that already exist. Let me tell you, we've got some incredible ministries in this church. Some really, really great ministries that we want to build upon. Um, and we want those ministries to come on board and support the vision of the church. That's what our ministries are. The ministries themselves aren't the vision of the church. The ministries and programs are there to support the vision and values of the church. Is that okay? So, first, let me share with you first. And you can follow this through in your, in your booklets if you want. I'm, I'm going to scan through some of these things. If, if I spend a little bit more time, as I said, on certain things than I do on others, it's not because one thing is more important than the other. You understand that, don't you? Uh, and that's why I'm saying come on tonight, but it's like the Catholic Church. So Ignite. Ignite. Where's Devs in heaven? Come on. What a team. What a team. So Ignite is about serving our young people and providing an environment where they can feel at home and have fun, first of all, more than anything, most of all. Most importantly, where their faith is challenged to grow. Where Jesus is held in the highest regard. Come on, where Jesus is held in the highest regard. Where he's not just a tag on at the end of the meeting, you know, because you've got to try and get the kids to listen for five minutes. I know it's difficult. I've done it myself. Kids are a nightmare to try and get them to listen. <laughs> we know what a place where Jesus, you know it's going to be a place where Jesus is held in the highest regard. Place where they're, where our, our youngsters are encouraged to develop their own personal relationship with him, 
and way they're introduced to that Savior Jesus. And there's going to be special trips. Like I've already spoken with Deb before about this in the past. And, you know, that, uh, that the great Heather's got a million ideas a day, haven't you, as well, which is fantastic. I'm glad to have some people like that. Um, but, you know, we want to plan special trips and things as well for them to be able to go along to, especially like in the summer, like camps, Christian camps, young Christians, uh, leadership development courses, all of these kinds of things. These are going to be a part of our youth ministry um, in future days. The next thing is this. This is a new ministry. So these are these are these really are, are ministries that focus on you know building up the church. Second thing is this J28 Bible School. Who's ready for that? About five of you. J28 Bible School. Who's ready for that? Come on. You know we just said that we want to get in touch again with the fundamental truths of the Christian faith. You're only going to do that by getting into the Bible. All right. Before you trust what I say, trust what the Bible says. All right. I'm not. Going to do it. Take it from me, I'm not going to be offended or anything like that if you go away and you listen to one of my messages and then you go and check it against the word of God. Alright? That's what the Bible encourages you to do and that's what I'm encouraging you to do. We want to be Christians that rely on the Bible first and foremost. This is going to be a massive part of who we are at Jake 20 Church. This ministry, we've got a start date for that actually. This is going to be on Tuesday the 16th of July, 7 o'clock till 8.30. There'll be a little interval in between. You know, we'll have teas and coffees and that kind of thing. Uh, so it's a fairly relaxed environment. But we're going to be going through various different topics. The format for it will be where it runs every two months. So every two months there'll be two weeks side by side where we're covering a certain topic. Okay? Um, so the aim of the ministry is to emphasise our first core value, which I'm going to come on to soon. Love for God's Word. That's where we start. And our hope is that these... Um, evenings will be keenly attended and that we'll, they will serve to deepen understanding and maturity within our congregation no matter what our level of maturity in our faith and we also wanted to give uh, new believers a solid foundation as they start out their incredible journey of faith in Christ and as part of this ministry we'll, we'll also designate some evenings specifically to the area of leadership because I think that that's vitally important for us that we're going to grow, that we're going to be effective we need to look at what will be the leaders of the future. This is something that you can't neglect. You know, I'm not good enough to be all things to all people, and I don't want to be that. I don't think Jesus wants that for me or for any of the current leadership. So we want to identify in this church amongst the people that are already here, the people that God brings along. Where's the leaders at? Where are the leaders at? We want to train them. So that's good stuff we'll be, we'll be informing you more and more about that as it, as it comes up. Uh, our Connect Groups obviously is already a, a, a fantastic ministry within the church. Um, we want to see more groups. You know, currently we've got Tony's group, we've got my group, we've got Sam's group, um, Marina's also running a group. And, um, you know, we thank God for, for that. But, you know, we want more. We want more, and I, I want to encourage you as well. If you are if you are interested in being a connect group leader, if you think that you've got, you know, first and foremost a venue, you know, like your house is ideal for it. You even if you're sat there thinking, oh gosh, I, I, I wouldn't know, if I won't have the first clue where to start. Let me say that's a good place to start sometimes. So come and see us. Come and see us afterwards. Relationship is one of our core values, and we believe that relationship is vital to the health of every believer. The best way to start to build relationship in J28 is by getting into a connect group. These take place each week, except for when they will clash with connect prayer and Bible school. Connect groups are about sharing life and sharing faith 
in a relaxed social environment with great people. Okay. Because I've been talking enough, I'm going to invite somebody up who's far nicer spoken than me. She's lovely. Let's have Marina up. She's going to come share about her. Thank you. 
you know what? You ladies are champions of this church. I mean that wholeheartedly. You're champions of this church. And we, we long to just see our ladies flourish, don't we? We long to see that. Um, so that leads nicely on to the next thing. It's, it's men's ministry. We actually started out yesterday. We did uh, a men's walk, which, as I said, I turned up for the important part with my voice. Did the eating part? Come on. Uh, but now the guys went out for a walk. Well, you know what? It's not just going to be about men's ministry. It's just about events. You know, Marina said this when she came to me and, and Nikki when they were talking about what the vision for the women's ministry. It's not just about having events that we attend. There's a heart behind that. It's a character development. There's a, a yearning to get closer to, to Jesus. And so for the men's ministry, look, I sat there and I'm on it over because we've got plans and, you know, basically a men's ministry is pretty easy to run. You just include food in it and people turn on. It's fine. You know, so the format of it is, is, always, is always pretty easy. But I thought, really, what's the heart behind the men's ministry in this church? And um, do you know what? I'm old-fashioned. I might only be 26. Sadly, the world would probably call me primitive for saying this. So, you know, like drag your knuckles on the floor like you're not developed enough for the 21st century but you know, I'm old fashioned I think that men should be strong I don't mean fake strength I don't mean you know like weightlifting and look at me and all the posing and stuff like that I mean strong I mean men that, that value family you know men that are, are willing to, to be married to a woman and, and, and give himself up for her. a guy that, that wants to, to learn how to how to love his family, how to cherish his family, how to be present, how to not just think, you know, well, you know, the kids are for the women to look after, because that's the way that my dad taught me, and that's what happened in my day. Well, let it be a new day. Let it be a new day. That's not what the Bible says. What I can see, my conviction of Scripture is this: that men, you know, you've got to be present in your in your families. You've got to be present in your churches. This is a big challenge to us as guys. It's a big, big challenge to us as guys. Being the men's ministry will be to journey together as men called by God to be unrelenting followers of Christ. So now our man is to lead his family in a way that brings encouragement and flourishing and assurance and love to them. And to lead by example when it comes to commitment to Jesus and his church. We want to see the men in this church take up the mantle of manhood that allows the church to be full of fathers, sons and brothers that are united under one common purpose to be sold out for our King Jesus. You know, sadly, sadly, you know, I grew up in an environment where the majority of people in this church were women. That makes me sad, seriously, because the King that I know is, is unrelenting about, about men being his followers. You know, Jesus wants men to be strong. You know, this isn't, this isn't chauvinism, this is the Bible. Let's get away from like the feminist and the chauvinistic agenda and all of this. We're here to serve one another. Men, you're there to serve the ladies. Ladies, you're there to serve the men. We're there to serve one another. It's about preferring one another over ourselves. You know what? If we get that right first, you know what? We'll go a long way. You trust me on that. Next, I'm going to move on. Um, Sam, can you come up? You're going to share about another new ministry in the church. This is about marriage, isn't it? Not like blind date, like some black used to uh, present or anything like that. It's not going to be that kind of thing. Yeah, thank you. It's... So we believe that every family should have a vision for their family. Um, 
one of ours is, has to do with, and this was a vision that we cast as a family even before we became a family. Um, and one of that is that we want, we ask God to use us as a family to be a blessing to every other family. God to use us to heal marriages in, in, in particular. And over the years that, that passion has formed and developed. And, and we believe that the, the society is a reflection of the family. The strength of the society is a reflection of the values and strength that we find in families. If we begin to are able to build families that are authentic and have value and families that, 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 that are in unity, we will see that begin to reflect also in society. We feel that there are challenges that the family of today faces that the family of 20 years ago didn't face. And we want to see the church and the families in the church be prepared to handle these challenges and whether it comes from real questions that husbands have or wives have that they can't actually ask these questions because these are not things that you talk about so we want to create a safe environment for families and couples and those who want to get married or get into you know married relationships to feel free to be able to get involved ask your questions in a safe environment have answers to those questions. We feel there is nothing that you're going through as a family right now that people have not been through before or that the Word of God does not have an answer for you. One of the things we would like to do is to develop um, uh, you know, programs from the Word of God that we can be consistent with, with um, following and we believe that these will bring healing. We also want to be able to pray with families work with families so that they move from where they are to where they ought to be. Like Nathan said, there's going to be um, events put together, but beyond the events, it's going to be a, you know, like a group of people who will be praying for our families. There's going to be opportunities for um, people you know, in the church, families, couples, to be able to come to this team, um, to be able to, if you need counseling, if you need to walk through, if you have things that you're working through in your family, there is the opportunity in church, and, and that's just part of it. For Like Nathan said, we're not able to go through all the details of it right now, the details are forming, but wherever you are, whether things are great in your family right now, or they could be better, there is room for you in what the church is proposing and going forward. Excellent. Thanks for that, Sam. learn about, let's be prepared, you know, let's be prepared, let's learn what it looks like to be a good husband, let's learn what it looks like to be uh, a good wife from people who've been there and done it and been through the pitfalls as well, we all do that in marriage, don't we? And also, you know, for, for people in the church, you know, I'd love to see people coming along that desire to be married, that, that aren't even, you know, that aren't there, that aren't seeing anybody, you know, let's get ourselves prepared for that. Um, there's a few different things that, for time's sake, I'm going to, uh, I'll glance over, but like I said, we'll, we'll unpack this probably more and more as the, as the weeks go by, um, but just to mention that, um, that Rockstars, Rockstars on Sunday morning, I don't want to leave the kids out of the, 
you know, the rock stars is a fabulous industry. It really is. It's an integral part of that Sunday meeting. And, um, you know, rock stars is all about raising up the next generation of Jesus followers. We believe that, don't we? You know, this isn't just a tag on, you know, to the church, to the serious stuff that we do. You know, this is the church. That, I've heard it said before, and it's so true, that the children aren't the, the church of, uh, of tomorrow, the church of today. They're part of this church. We want to be serious about raising them up, introducing them to Jesus, for them to have fun and exciting, enthusiastic, great children's ministry to be part of uh, on a Sunday morning. So please read in the booklets a bit more about that. The same on Connect Prayer as well. Please read through those and, and time to pray. Prayer is so, can I just say prayer is so vitally important to this church. Prayer is so vitally important to this church. And I want to encourage you to, to even if you feel uncomfortable, prayer meetings. I get it, alright? I get it. When I was younger, I used to hate going to prayer meetings. I've got to be honest, because it just felt uncomfortable. I want to encourage you to make yourself uncomfortable for Jesus, because there is such value in corporate prayer. You might have a great prayer life at home, and look, we, we praise that, we celebrate that, that's fantastic, but there's something powerful about us being together, united under, under the vision, united in our following of Jesus, and, and coming together. So we'll read more about that in your, in your booklets. More on Cafe Church as well. Um, I'm going to get Tony up in just a second. But before I come on to that, I want to speak about our Sunday services. So coming on to ministries that I've put in the booklet, ministries that centre around outreach. And you say, well, why are you talking about a Sunday meeting? That's not outreach. Well, actually it is. It is. At J28, we believe in making Sunday count. Sunday morning, can I just say, is still still remains our greatest window of opportunity for preaching the gospel to people. It really is. It's one of the greatest, one of our greatest avenues of getting the gospel uh, uh, to people. So we believe that we want to make uh, services as excellent as they can be. From the welcome in the car park to the coffee served afterwards, we want to see a Sunday service each week that's coated in excellence, faith and love. Our, our services will be geared towards building up the believer, so don't worry about that, whilst being sensitive and welcoming to the lost. A friendly, welcoming and accessible meeting for the unchurched, for those that, that, that aren't used to church or have never been before, where we endeavour to remove barriers or obstacles that would prevent people from coming to know Jesus. And, uh, and I put this in there just in case, because you never know what people are going to say. That doesn't, I don't want anybody to be misunderstood, that doesn't mean that we water down the message the gospel or anything like that. What it means is that we, uh, what it means is that we make our Sunday services an environment, environment which makes the unbeliever so welcome that we then gain a platform to preach the full, true, and powerful gospel, the message of the gospel to Our meetings should do three things: number one, glorify God; number two, build up the believer in their faith; and number three, provoke intrigue and an overwhelming sense of welcome. Tell me, can you come and uh, share with us uh, some of the heart and vision for Platinum? Many of you know that uh, Platinum as a group has been running for quite a few years now, probably six years at least. But Platinum is going to continue. And uh, I want to say, first of all, Platinum is important because honours uh, and it's what that's why it's in the values of this church and so as a church and leadership 
we honor those uh, who are mature in age. Notice that I don't say old. We may be mature in age, we may have more years under our belt, we may be older, but not necessarily old. And I think someone once said, in actual fact, you're only old when you stop having vision. I want to tell you, I've got types of vision. Um, so, platinum has got to be there, you know. The strength of platinum, as I've said many a time, is that we embrace all churches from this area. So people come from different vicinities, they come from, from different churches within South Northampton or otherwise, uh, some of them come from Eastwood or Ripley or Eden, uh, and they come along because there is an arm of fellowship here. Um, and, and so that's, that's vitally important. We need places where there is a unity of spirit, but where also people can encourage one another in the faith. But I want to tell you that platinum isn't just about that. Increasingly, my heart for platinum is that it becomes an outreach within our community. Not just, not just within South Normanton, but beyond South Normanton, where we are reaching out. I don't know if you've ever considered how many people are lonely. The government are just catching on to the reality that there are people isolated and lonely within this community. I'm not going to the statistics, but if you look at some of the age UK statistics on loneliness within this area, it will absolutely stop. Platinum is going to become an outreach into this community. Those who are lonely might find a great friend of all who sticks close to I'm putting together uh, a, a real uh, class, because we believe in excellence in this leadership. I'm putting together what I hope is going to be a first class invitation that we can take out initially to areas where we know uh, the older population live in. And we're not going to push them through the door. Anything to say. I think we just need 
prepare ourselves. All the training in life, the training to be able to communicate. So that went back to the
to be our, our, our kind of DNA. Um, so I'm going to run through them quickly, but what we're going to do is we're going to take the next seven core values, and we're going to take the next year to go through these. So each month we're going to go through the sermon series based on that core value. So first of all, for, for the month of June, we're going to be looking at um, number one, love for God's word. Second, relationship. Three, a giving nature. Number four, honour. Number six, a desire to learn. And number seven, God in speech. We're going to be unpacking that in the sermon series so that we give ample time to, to understand what the core values are and what they mean, which I think is really great. So we don't just graze over these. And we're really, really going to get stuck into them. Now, first core value, love for God's word. God's word in the highest regard. It's our all-sufficient rule for faith and practice. We live our life by it. We make our decisions based upon it. We believe God's word is perfect and without any error. It builds our faith and therefore collectively we will make sure it's taught from all of our church services and individually we will devote ourselves to learning from it daily. We'll let it change us and transform us to become more like Christ. The second thing, relationship. We are made in God's likeness according to Genesis 1.27. And God is a relational God. This is seen in the community of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, therefore, being created in his likeness of relational beings, needing communities to sustain us, to fulfill us, and enable us to flourish. So at J28, we're a community of people that have trusted in Jesus for our salvation and are committed to loving God and one another. And we place a high value on relationships. As we know the church prospers and we're committed to one another. Third thing, a giving nature. Generous with our resources, but not just limited to that, it's not just about finance. Having a nature that gives in all areas our best efforts, our best time, our best encouragement, preferring others to ourselves. Fourth core value is enthusiasm. Everybody say enthusiasm. I risk my case. I'm just playing with you. I'm a little bit serious as well. Enthusiasm. This is a, a real, real big one for me. They're all as important as each of these core values, but there's certain ones I think are stronger than others. Enthusiasm. We're not there yet, church. It's making an honest assessment. We're not there yet. We want to be passionate, passionate about God's house. An attitude of faith that shows an inability. Uh, an attitude of faith that shows an enthusiastic demeanour rather than being reserved and uninterested. We're enthusiastic because we consider serving God to be our greatest privilege and it's worth getting excited about, isn't it? We want our enthusiasm for God to act as a witness to unbelievers. We highly regard showing up, be on time. Church starts at 10.30am, I'm enthusiastic about that, I'm going to be there. Believe it or not, not for 10.30, why? Not even for 10.30, I'm going to get there five minutes before because I value God's house. We never do things to a box standard. We want to give God our very best. We recognise that in God's kingdom, true greatness is seen in attitude to serve. Fifth thing, as we've, as we've spoken about this morning, is honour. Honour. This is a massive one. We honour one another. We show great respect to each other, to each and every person, always remembering that God loves us all equally. 
We also want a leadership, thanking God for them and acknowledging that leadership is God's invention, given to us for our benefit. And we honour at all times, even when someone isn't honouring. We don't honour because we have to, but because we can. And we believe that Jesus honours those that choose to show honour. You know, somebody said this week at AG Conference, which I thought was really, really, really fantastic. He said, honour, you know, the reason why we choose to honour it's like Superman. It's like Superman. He doesn't save people.
to give you a willingness to come on board with this vision, with these values of the church. Let me, let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the new day. Thank you for your fresh promises, Lord, for your fresh blessing. Lord, we take serious that when we say it, that, that our future will only be as good as the attitude that we carry into it. Lord, we want to be people that are committed to good attitude. People that are committed to good attitude. People that know God. That, Lord, never feel that we've been promoted from, from the cross of Calvary, where you died, where you bled for us, Lord God. Thank you for your grace. We remind ourselves today, Lord, that we're only part of your church because of what you have done for us. Help us to be committed to your word, Lord, to all of these values. Help us to get excited about vision, to be participants, Lord, in your vision. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bless you, everybody. That is the end of our meeting this morning. Thank you for your, for your patience. Thank you for your, for your kindness again. Uh, in honouring me and, uh, and my family as well. And um, come back tonight, come back to Cafe Church, bring something along. If you haven't got nothing, don't worry about it. I'm sure there'll be plenty of food. Just get yourselves here. Bless you.